With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The return of football is always worth celebrating, and Beer 52 are generously offering free beer to you while watching your team from the comfort of your own home. They are offering eight craft beers sourced and curated from the best breweries on the planet for free. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash the Spurs, and all you've got to do is just cover the $5.95 for the postage. Beer 52 is the world's most popular craft beer discovery club with over 150,000 members that they send a brand new case to every month. Every month's case has a different theme. Past themes have included beer from New Zealand, South Africa, Korea, and all over the USA and Europe. And as an independent British company, Beer 52 are passionate about the UK craft beer scene, which they continue to support during this difficult period. If dark beer is not your thing, you can simply choose the light option and your case will come with the award-winning beer magazine, Ferment, and a tasty snack. Don't worry, though. If you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time. Just go to beer52.com forward slash the Spurs to get your first case of eight beers for $5.95. That's just the post and packing. That's beer52.com forward slash the Spurs. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Tottenham Hotspur fans around the world, welcome to another Spurs show. It's Theo Delaney here speaking to you from North London. I feel strangely buoyant and I'm prepared to guess that my guests are feeling the same way. Welcome back, Sean Singleton. Hi, Theo. You're right. I'm very good, mate. I'm very good. Welcome back. Welcome back also, Jeff Brazier. Yeah. Hello. How are you? Very good, Jeff. You good? Yeah, really good. Really good, as we all are, of course. Yes. And joining us again, also Simon Dent. How are you, Simon? Very well, thank you. Evening all. Well, uh, as all listeners will will no doubt have deduced, our buoyant mood is down to one thing, 
And that is the remarkable, not just result, but performance in achieving the result against Manchester City on Sunday. A magnificent victory, uh, 1-0, but it felt like, you know, it just felt quite comprehensive from, I, I thought so anyway. I can't think of a better place to start this uh, this particular Spurs show than a review, a comprehensive review of that joyous afternoon. Simon, were you in attendance? I wasn't, no. Um, I booked a romantic weekend away, so I was watching it on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's easy to laugh with in hindsight, but really, actually, you were probably thinking this is the best weekend I could possibly... Well, it's a safe bet, but no, I was very fortunately lent someone... um, Sky password, etc., and I was I was watching it on the phone. So yeah, it was brilliant. Really enjoyed it, and yeah, just really surprised as well. Really surprised with the performance, um, the attitude, the stadium was just electric, um, and it's kind of what the the new stadium was always supposed to be, wasn't it? That that's what the plan was. Sort of two years ago, we moved into it. Yeah, I was listening to the Guardian Football Weekly this morning, and um, Jonathan Wilson was on it. He was a, obviously a very, very esteemed kind of respected football writer. And he said that he had, he, he thought that the, he wasn't sure he'd ever experienced noise like it in a stadium. He said his, his, his ears were experiencing distortion. You know, when you've got a small speaker with them, where the noise, he said it was happening to his ears. He, he couldn't, he was absolutely blown away. He'd never been there with it, with fans. Sean, you were there, right? I was there. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was Incredible. Uh, it's probably the, uh, you know, Man City in the Champions League was amazing that night, but I think that was the best atmosphere in the new stadium, without doubt. It was so, so noisy, so passionate. Uh, even the crowd stuck within the first 15, 20 minutes where it looked like it was going to be, you know, Rourke's Drift, you know, uh, or the Alamo. <laughs> um, but it was amazing. I think the other thing as well is that um, obviously the fans inspired the players and the players got stronger and, and, and the probably fitness helps. But I wonder whether lots of those players are not used to playing in front of 60,000 noisy fans. And so as much as it inspired us, did it kind of intimidate or, you know, hold City, City back? Um, but I thought the crowd, the crowd was incredible. Yeah, definitely played a part. Jeff, what stood out for you in terms of the, the team's performance? The basics. Right, that sometimes are overlooked in terms of the togetherness. So, you know, I'm really grateful to Nuno, the fact that his pre-season with them, the first thing he needed to overcome was was one thing, and that is that we need to be able to see games out after going ahead. We know that we, uh, something like 23 points we dropped last season from winning positions. Um, so he's obviously gone in and um, and, and helped the team I wouldn't say taught them, but reminded them how to manage games. And I thought we did that incredibly well. But again, when I talk about basics, it's courage, togetherness. Um, you know, the way that Tanganga, for example, got after Grealish um, and um, and Sterling. Um, you know, the old school stuff that you think doesn't really have a place in the game these days. But I'm, I'm sure it does. And, uh, you know, to... To one of the points earlier already, I think that, you know, the, the fans being in stadiums remind players to play with an element of passion. So it was a real team effort, not just the 11 on the pitch, but, you know, everyone in the stadium as well. Yeah. I mean, that esprit de corps, that, that feeling of all being together and, and, and just, you know, being there for having each other's backs and never say die was was so glaringly absent under Mourinho, wasn't it? Especially in the last six months or so of him, where, where you felt like he'd poisoned every relationship he had with every individual player. And you can't 
uh, underestimate how incredibly important that is. And Pochettino, of course, had that. That's what Pochettino, Pochettino brought many things, but they really brought that team spirit. And you don't realise how much you've missed it until you see it back again. And I, for me, I thought that was, you know, Nuno, so important to get off to a good start. But but had he lost uh, uh, to Manchester City in the opening game, you know, you would have thought, well, that's disappointing. But, you know, it's Man City, they're the champions. We're not, we're not you know, it's only one game. So we probably would have uh, not... I like to think we wouldn't have overreacted, but I also don't think we're overreacting to be so gleeful about the, the win because of the way we won. I mean, um, also, what about those players that we'd more or less written off under Mourinho? I mean, I, again, it is only one game, but, but I mean, the defence was absolutely remarkable, wasn't it, Simon? I mean, all, all four of them had, had fabulous games, didn't they? Yeah, I think I'm right in saying that the, the team was our skip was the same team that started against Everton first game really? of last season. Oh, I didn't realise that. Uh, I mean, I stand to be correct on that, but I think that's right, which was a terrible performance yeah. and just set the tone for the whole season. Um, and yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think obviously Sanchez and Dyer have been um, the focal point of a lot of criticism, criticism over the last couple of seasons, um, as has Deli Ali, and, and they're all fantastic. And I, it just goes to show what a change in sort of management structure, fans in the stadium. I, I'm, I'm all for it. And I think with regards to Skip as well, um, I wasn't sure if he's ready, but I think he really showed that he's ready and he's earned his place and he'll keep his place. It's, it's hard not to compare it to the Mourinho era or, or even the last bad days of Poch in terms of the difference. I mean, at the end of Mourinho, it's like a bunch of scared robots, wasn't it? Watching, you know, whereas... You know, Tanganga typified it, uh, you know, as Jeff said, he was, it's one thing playing with passion, but playing with fearlessness. And like, he played like his life depended on it. I mean, probably played, he's playing like his Spurs career depended on it because he might be shipped out to Turkey. So he almost set the tone, I thought, in terms of the first five, 10 minutes. He was amazing. Um, yeah. It was, so, I mean, no one played badly, did they? I mean, everyone, no. I mean, do you know, the, the person probably got the least, uh, you know, Lloris didn't have that much to do, did he? So that wasn't his fault. But um, the defence and um, you know the whole spine of the team was was excellent. I thought, and and I you know I agree with Jeff that what Nuno's done in a very he's walked in to a real mess um, on so many levels. Um, there are lots of players away, and he's in one game united the fans and the club straight away, which is. Amazing. And that's what Potts did. I thought Potts was amazing at uniting the club. Don't we always, as Spurs supporters, sorry to interrupt, we always end up talking about the mentality at our club, more so than other clubs have to deal with. Um, You know, there's always been reasons for that in the past. With Mourinho being such a gamble in terms of, you know, this really could work, but actually could really go quite badly because we've just seen what he's done at other clubs. Um, and so I appreciate more than anything a manager coming in and the first thing he's dealt with is something that I always imagine would be bread and butter for a lot of um, certainly modern coaches is to just affect the mindset of the players in terms of can you instill confidence, togetherness, cohesion. Obviously, there's a lot of players there that are quite fit because they missed out on being at the Euros. So, you know, little things like that play a part. But the performance was more than that. They believed in themselves. <clears throat> they believed in the club and they were really, really up for it. And again, it's bread and butter stuff, but he, he put that in place and that's a great platform, I think, to, to build on. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I think the modern, the good modern coaches, if you look at them, we all know who they are, the superstars, Klopp, 
you know, Guardiola, Pochettino, what they they know that their job is so much more than just coming up with a system and some tactics and then bollocking players when they don't get it right. They it's actually about it's but you've got to be a psychologist, you've got to be a group psychologist. You've got to get them behind you and together. And that was the one glaring, glaring uh thing that 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 Mourinho lacked because he's because he's out of time, you know, he's not that's not that's not what he does, and these modern coaches do. And my other one of the things I liked about Nuno. When I when we when we really start when we knew we had him and you start reading the articles and the interviews is he's very modern in that way he talks about his very holistic approach. The only the down the the potential problem with Nuno is whether he's got the mentality himself, the belief and the conviction himself to step up to to this level, you know, of club. And of, of course, he's had a, a fabulous start. One other thing, I tell you, another remarkable thing is Deli Alley because what what he played was a very was a kind of a new system we've been loose, used to having for most of the time over the last four or five years a kind of 4231 but he played a very definite kind of 433 with um skip in the middle and and a little bit of license for for Delhi and Hoybier to get a bit further forward but really they were a pretty solid three and for the first time in a long time you think that is a very clearly defined role for Delhi, and Delhi is. I, I, I felt with Delhi in, in recent years that he hasn't really known what he is or what he's supposed to be in the team. And all of a sudden, you say to Delhi, "Right, it's a three. We're a solid three. We don't go forward unless we can actually forward to. And you've got to stay there. You've got to win the ball. You've got to hustle. You've got to press. You've got to win the ball. That's your territory. They, sh- you know, thou shalt not pass." And I thought he was transformed in that way. He didn't have a spectacular game, but that was almost the point. I think that we 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 were catching on the break regularly. I mean, we could have had three or four goals um, by the end of the, the game. And I, I th- I'm, I'm amazed that Mendy starts for them. I think early on we picked that as a weakness and he got hammered. And that, that side of the pitch was, I mean, you, if, you know, one player maybe was probably a bit under par with Stevie Bergwin. But again, I'm not saying it's a bad game. I just think he's a tiny bit under par. But those three are going to be a handful for anyone running on. And if Delhi is sat in that position now, pinging balls over the top, um, that's really exciting. Because I, I just can't remember us doing that once last season. Maybe at Southampton away when Ndombele played, but that's a very different game. But I think that for me is exciting because no one can cope with the pace of those three. And also, who who knew that once you go one goal up, you're allowed to try and get a second goal? Yeah. I didn't. I'd forgotten you could do that. Yeah. Uh, and also, and also, the other thing that's really different is like, when's the last time we played so much better in the second half than the we played well in the first half? The second half performance was another level up. Whereas mm. normally, it's the opposite, isn't it? Yeah. I love it. I, I love I, all the signs are so encouraging. And what's interesting, we, you know, is the selections going forward now? Because you look at Dyer and uh, and well, you look at Dyer and Sanchez and Tanganga, and you think you, you're not by no means. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily have thought they'd be in the starting lineup. Certainly, once the season's properly going, because they they bought a centre half. They're talking about definitely buying another centre half. Tanganga, it, it seemed, was third in the queue to start at right back. You would have thought, certainly in terms of seniority. You look at those three now, and you think. Good luck to the people trying to dislodge them. Again, one game, but, you know, Romero's got to come in. He's got to dislodge one of those. And Tanganga, I mean, you wouldn't have any, you wouldn't expect uh, Aurier or Doherty. Well, put it this way. I haven't seen Aurier or Doherty play that well for Tottenham. I don't think more or less ever. So 
Dockett, he's got every reason to. Dockett's got every reason to pull his socks up and start reproducing some of the form that we saw of him of Wolves because he's got his manager back, who he was obviously very comfortable under. And, it's, you know, all players in any football team, no matter what the level, will always benefit when a new manager comes in because they might not have been fancied by the last guy. And let's face it, Mourinho was pretty icy with a lot of a lot of players. He's, you know, he's widely criticised for that man management element with some. You're either his, you know, his, his, his favourite or you're not. Um, and all players know that it's a chance to kind of go again. It's fascinating. And we're all describing it with Sanchez and, and Dyer being the, the main two um you know, examples of where all of a sudden it's a, we were all reminded that they're not bad, are they? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They've been brilliant at times. And it's yeah, just, yeah. it's really weird. Like the PR of players, they're all of a sudden under certain managers and in certain seasons, all of a sudden you think they've gone from being a good player to being a bad player. That's impossible. They, they can be off form, but the ability is still there. It has to be there. And if you get the, 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 um, the rest of it right, and so it's okay, you've got a new manager, you've got motivation, you've got a reason to put in your best work. All of a sudden, there's no reason why all of a sudden we can't be looking at these players thinking, oh, I remember why we bought you now. And also, there is, well, with Park, you know, another reason we loved him was because you could see progression in the team, but also in individuals. And if you think, you know, Harry Kane obviously went up to different levels, Walker, Rose, so many players improved under Poch. And that didn't happen. You know, the opposite happened under Mourinho. And I've always thought Sanchez, there's a good player in there. There is... The elements of a very, very good player who just needs someone to say, you're good at this, don't do this. And um, I hope he stays. I hope he stays and, you know, and he stays because he's playing well. Because, you know, he was our top our top um, signing for a long time, wasn't he, in terms of... Um, yeah, for, 42 million quid. Jeff, We've Jeff, got to get that back, not now. Sorry, so Jeff. it's interesting that you um, have that perspective. Obviously, you've played the game. Because I, I looked at... Um, the Doherty situation is actually that's the manager that shifted him out of Wolves. So he might now think, oh, goodness, <laughs> now he's here. Uh, but you obviously see that the other way around. So that, that's quite interesting. Well, if you're Doherty, you're at Spurs. It hasn't really happened for you so far. New manager comes in, it's someone you're familiar with. If he liked you, then then you feel more comfortable. You feel like you've got a, 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 an opportunity ahead of you. If he didn't like you, you've got an opportunity ahead of you to prove him wrong. Yeah. So right. either way, there's, there's there's motivation there, and a lot of people will listen to this and be like, "Listen, the the, the amount of money that they're paid, they should be motivated regardless. They should be self motivated, but it doesn't. It still doesn't work like that because they're still human beings, effectively, and and they can be affected by uh, the highs and lows of, I guess, you know, being as famous as they are and um, and being under as much pressure and scrutiny as they as they are as well. So. I just think it's good that, that they always get a, a, a chance to redeem themselves if that's what it is that we're seeing. Without doubt, confidence improves anyone's performance at any level, in whether it's entertainment or whether it's sport. And like uh, he's obviously given some confidence and more freedom. But I think it's not just about these giving the team the culture of like determination and discipline. I think it was um, quite clever. The way, it was very narrow, wasn't it? It wasn't just narrow in the middle, but the front three were quite narrow, as, as you know. Simon said because they wanted the ball to go to Mendy because he was the weakest player on the ball and he kept giving it away. So, and they played that way and that almost is the same team against Arsenal. So he's just, he's bedding them in, isn't he? Obviously other players will come in, but he's almost, you can see he's got a plan and he's slowly kind of optimising and improve it. So, you know, I think 
I think he's won the fans over already. Even if they'd scored and you know equalised in the last few minutes, I think the fans would have been happy with the attitude and performance. And the manager has got, you know, it's not just his good manager, but he seems like he's got humility and he's a decent human being. And that and yeah. that also counts as well, I think. And when you want to unite a club. Smart and disciplined, and it was a performance that we can all feel proud of. And what, what more does any fan want than to feel proud of their team? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've done. We've been talking about twenty minutes now, and we haven't yet mentioned it, but we're going to have to cover it. Uh, Kane, Kane was not. You know, I loved the. Are you watching Harry Kane? I thought that was great. Some of the newspapers and the media have, have tried to say that that was us having a right pop at him, and we all hate him now, and all this. That's not the case at all. I think it was done with a certain amount of uh, humour. Yeah. But nevertheless, yeah. it was. Uh, it was bang on the money. It was the right thing to sing because, of course. Um, you know, we're beating the team that he says he has to go to to win trophies and we're beating them without him as well, for that matter. What do you think? I mean, we're going to have to talk about it. So do you? Th- a lot of people are also saying now that that result and that game and the, the nature of it made his departure more likely because it meant that City saw that they need someone like him or certainly or just him. They, they Their need for him is very pronounced. Do you think, would you go along with that, Simon? Yeah, very much so. Um, I'm amazed they've got themselves into this pickle without having a striker and having Jesus as the only real option. Um, that's just leverage for us now in the transaction. And I think it'll happen this week or next. It's It's been fantastic having him at the club, but the way he's handled the situation over the last six weeks, two months, when he started it with the interview with Neville um, before the season even ended... Um, it's been disappointing. Um, the sooner it ends, the better. Obviously, he'll always be a legend at the club. We all wish him all the best. But I think it's now, let's get 130, 140 million and move on. Um, I think it works for both parties. Really? Though? But do you, isn't it the case, you say it's disappointing what he's done, but if you're, if you're right and that he goes now because we're disappointed with the way he's behaved, he's basically achieved what he set out to do by behaving badly. He's, he's uh, eased his, his way out, hasn't he? He has. And if they pay, and if they pay the right price, though, if they don't pay the right price, he won't go, will he? Yeah, I mean that's another thing. Is are they going to pay the money that Levy deems sufficient compensation to let a player of that quality go? Still got three years on his contract because that's what it'll boil down to. I wonder if one thirty, one forty, is enough personally. And I also, I also think if he doesn't go, he will because he'll have to. He'll have no alternative. Knuckle down and give us another good season. I listen, I think he I think they will get to 140. I think they need him. I think that's the, the right price. And and just on, on Kane, he's been fantastic for us. But personally, I'm just I'm amazed that he thinks going to Manchester City to win trophies is a challenge. And it it just the mind boggles that he'll win three trophies within 12 months. Is that really going to um change his mindset and hit the goals and, and fulfill his purpose? I, I just I just don't think so. So yeah, that, that's my view on it. I suppose uh, from his point of view, he, he might say, yeah, well, yeah, you could say it's more of a challenge to stay here and win trophies. It is. But on the other hand, I'm looking at, I could have, I might have to retire in four or five years time. And if I've won, if I'm, you know, if I've actually won no trophies, I'm looking back full of, full of regret. Jeff, do you think he's definitely off or do you think there's a scenario where, whereby he stays? Hey, I feel quite casual about this, to be honest, because I don't think we can lose. I think if he goes, then we've got an incredible amount of money. We've had an incredible 
few, well, not even a few years, is it? But, you know, numerous years of service from one of the best strikers in the world. Um, so, you know, he, for me, will, will go in my blessing, if you like. Uh, not that he needs it. Uh, but if he doesn't, then great. We've still got Harry Kane. And, um, you know, we're good enough to beat City without him. Yet we know when he is in the side, he's going to get 30-odd goals a, a season, which which is what he does. So I think we're in a really good position. The, the only thing that won't, won't be great, I suppose, if he does go... Uh, then everyone knows we've got a load of money to spend on the striker and we're going to be paying a premium on top of a premium for uh, for whoever it is that we go after. I would like to see a replacement uh, because as much as, yes, we can be the likes of City without uh, a recognised num- number nine, I just think that Tottenham, we've had some incredible number nines in the past and, uh, you know, we need that next phase. And for all of us, we've geared ourselves up for it for years, right? How long can we keep Kane for? All right, what's that? What's life after Kane going to look like and who's going to come into his his shoes and uh, replicate those goals. And so that's what I'm thinking of next. But either way, I don't think we can lose. There's a guy at uh, Fiorentina who are being heavily linked with called Vlajovic. Yeah, so one guy. Yeah. Proper big, proper big centre forward, but with real quality as well. And of course, um, Nuno had a big proper quality centre forward at Wolves in Jimenez. Um, do you think... I mean, do you think he'll go in? It's a delicate situation, isn't it? Because if he if Kane is to go, it, we want him to do. It's tricky. Do if we go in a way, we want him to go quickly so we get the money to spend. On a, on, the, on the other hand, if you look at what Villa did, they spent all the money mm. before Grealish went, so that no one knew they were going to get the money. Yeah, so yeah. I wonder if um, I wonder if Levy might start spending some money. It should be a bit of a, where we start thinking, "Oh, hello." Yeah. He just spends, if he spends 130 million in the next five days, then well, he has he has spent you know money on uh, the players he brought brought in so far. So I mean, I, I just I'm I'm a bit bored of it in a way. I just want it resolved. Yeah. Stay yeah. or well, go, right? And yeah. we can all move on. So yeah, but the, the really good news is at least it's got to be at the very least on on a significant pause at the end of this month. We've only got a couple of weeks to go less yeah. to the transfer window end. So, but then again, the circus will just erupt again next summer and yeah. it'll be worth 50, 60 million less. So, I, you know, the circus will actually probably start in March. So, I, yeah, or even January in the next yeah. window. So, I'm mm. just like, look, let's just. Let's just do it. It does feel like a moderate situation where moderate said didn't have a gentleman's agreement to go to Chelsea and then he squeezed one more year out of him. And uh, okay, Kane will be 29 next summer, but you know, I think he wants to play till he's in his late 30s. So I would rather he stays. And what there was an interview uh, in there was a thing about Levy in the Sunday Times, and he seemed to say through intermediaries that it's a complicated. transfer and you need time to do it and if they leave it too late so I think if it's not done this week it might not happen so um, it's got to be done fairly soon so while we've been chatting isn't it like for me a new perspective is is you know under Nuno new manager if Kane stays what's the best that we can hope for this season because I I don't I don't know that we're we're necessarily expected to, to come in the top four certainly not heard it from any pundit in any discussion I don't personally know whether I believe that that's that's likely or not. Maybe, maybe it's not that this season is a it's far from a nothing season because obviously every year it's an opportunity to win the FA Cup, the League Cup, and um, and do yourself proud in in the, in the league in some respects. And obviously we are in Europe in this new competition. Um, but yeah, maybe in that respect because it's it's a, it's a year where we're not expecting a great deal because we've got a new manager and we can say we're in transition. Um, but maybe maybe that would mean it's a good time for him to go. 
Well, do you know, I've been a season to get off for 25 years and I think most, every season we've been in transition. So what one day I'd like to fucking arrive and just win a trophy. But uh, no, you are right. I think it, in a way we might, it's almost like let's, this is it, it's uh, year zero and let's start again. So I just want it resolved now because I just think it's just becoming, you know, I've read too much about it. I've listened to too many radio stations. I've listened to every podcast and I could probably do a degree in it. And I'm just, I'm sick of it. (laughs) Get the guy, you know, let let him go if he wants to go. And they've got to pay the right price. Well, that's the main point is that it'll be a good year to bed. It'll be a good season to bed in a new number nine, whoever Kane's replacement is. I think, I think that, that makes sense. On the other, on the other end, looking at how good we were on Sunday and looking that, that Nuno could be the real deal. Would keeping Kane, and remember, he would have to be motivated, he'd have to score the goals because he's trying to break records, he's trying to stay England captain, he's trying ultimately maybe to get a move as well. He's going to have to give it everything, and he always does anyway. Would he, looking at how good we looked on Sunday, would having him make the difference between top four or not top four, or winning a trophy or not winning a trophy? City certainly think he's going to make a big difference to them, so I would have thought he'd make a similarly big difference to us. But I think it all comes down to, every time... We say it. There's always a caveat that people say at the end. I do it myself. Is as long as City, you know, come up with the right price. We almost throw that away as if that's an incidental. But it's not an incidental because, you know, that's the that is all it's about. It's like as we all know, everybody's got their price. And if I was Levy, I'd I'd want 150 million, and I'd tell them to, you know, do one if they don't come up with it. If, if Greenish is worth 100 million, Kane's worth 150 million. I think, yeah. you know, at least. Also, another another factor to to consider we've not even mentioned Son you know without his quality and goal you know will Son now feel like if Kane goes I am the man right this is it I am the main man and we're going to build a team around his quality his pace which clearly you know um, Mora and Bergwijn Bergwijn was a bit loose but his pace did trouble City and he did look he looked more dangerous than any other time he's got to improve his finishing and he's you know, his final pass. But, you know, they were there to serve Son, weren't they? And they were terrified of Son. So, you know, like Jeff says, if we get another number nine in and we've got Son and Son feels like he's gone to, you know, world-class level, then it could be good for us, I think. Remember, mm-hmm. we've got this fella, Brian Hill, yeah. as well. I yeah. mean, he, by, I mean, from what I've seen of him, he's, a, he's you know, a, a very good uh, option in that front three to play, play beside... You know, maybe maybe where Bergwijn played on on uh, Saturday. I mean, uh, Sunday rather. So there are other possibilities as well. And that if they bring in Vlahovic, I mean, it's it's very exciting. It's very exciting. But anyway, listen. Before we talk about upcoming uh, fixtures, I need to just do a bit of housekeeping here for premium content, including a daily news show, ex-players interviews, and original documentary series on Spurs. Go to patreon.com forward slash Spurs show and support our show in the process. Spurs show live season ticket holders events this season from September are back up and running. Those are those great events where we do, we we bring in uh, special guests, very often players from yesteryear or uh, other, other interesting guests. And we, we do them in nice pubs. We do, we either do them in Tottenham or we do them in the West end. Uh, You can go to season.spursshow.net and sign up for those. And also you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And please leave us a nice review on iTunes. Uh, And now we'll take a more formal break.
And now we're back. Now, before we carry on, my I've got this brilliant postman. He's, he's a new postman. His name's Nat. And, uh, of course, he knows my left. name. <laughs> he, <laughs> he knows my name because your postman is one person who knows your name. Is, and he, I bumped into him the other day. He said, I'm a massive fan of the Spurs show. I've been listening since 2007. He showed me the app on his phone. Uh, so I said I'd give him a shout out. He is a top first class postie and a top, top Spurs show devotee. And of course, a massive Tottenham fan. So Postman Nat. Postman Nat, is that? Precisely. Okay. Let's let's move now to forthcoming pictures. Now, fixtures. Now on uh, Thursday, in whatever it's called, <laughs> we're playing whoever they're called. Pacos de Ferreira. The uh, not much fancied Portuguese contestants in the Euro Conference League. I am embarrassed, I have to say, <laughs> like we all are, that we're even saying we're in that. It does smack of the intertoto. Uh, but we're in it. And they apparently, by all accounts, everything I, I can gather on them is that they are not going to be particularly demanding uh, opposition, particularly over two legs, which, of course, uh, gives an opportunity to play other players. Although at this stage of the season, you'd like to think our players don't yet need a rest. But let's see. Who do you think he's likely to to trot out on Thursday? Do you think he'll play a second string, Simon? Yeah, definitely. I think it'd be crazy to risk anyone in that game, especially over two legs. You know, you might get an upset over one game, but over two legs, it's just, it's just not going to happen. So, yeah, I I really have. I mean, I, I've read today that Kane's in the squad. I, I don't yes, know if that's he's in the squad. No, he's play. in it. But that's, um, yeah, that's slightly concerning um, on a number of fronts. But yeah, I hope he plays a second team. And again, there's no fans are travelling out to it. So it's not like anyone's going to be let down. Sissoko and Aura are not in the squad, though. They're not being registered. So that says a lot, doesn't it? That suggests they're on their way, doesn't it? Yeah. Which would be, I think, no one would particularly... I mean, Sissoko became a cult hero in the sort of Stefan Freund mode. And fair enough. I mean, he he put in a shift a lot of times and he was quite an imposing presence. And Aurier actually occasionally had great, really good games where he's putting great balls in the area, scoring goals. But I don't think we'll be too concerned to see them go. Maybe with Kane, he's just going to fly him out there and make him sit on the bench as a punishment or something like that. But you know what I'm excited about is maybe seeing Brian Hill mm. and yeah. maybe seeing Scarlett. Scarlett is obviously so rated and it'd be mm. good to get, get see some game time there. I mean... Um, I don't even think it's on the telly. No, it's really? not. Really? It's not on the telly? I couldn't no. see. No. It's, it's a good point about Scarlett. I saw. I watched the Chelsea game pre-season. He looks like he's put on a bit of muscle. And he would, yeah, I think he could be a handful, actually. Certainly Carabao Cup and the conference. I, I'd, I'd expect to see him start. I can't yeah. remember a last time a Spurs get competitive Spurs game that I've watched on telly for the last two years because every game's been well, exactly. on telly. Exactly, it's going to be really weird. I don't know. What, I don't know even know how is that, what what options we'll have. Maybe Spurs, there'll be some Spurs dodgy, radio. Yeah, Spurs radio through the website or something or through the app. Um, but I suppose I don't know what to make of that competition because it would it, be just like Spurs to go and bloody win it and then everyone take the piss out of us for it. Well, it's, it's an upgrade on the Audi Cup, though, isn't it? So, you know, well, only just <laughs> I think the draws, next, the draws next Friday, isn't it? Week Friday, and I think that then maps out the path for the next three rounds. And yeah, I've been eyeing it up because there are some quite interesting teams. Back. I think Roma are in it, aren't they? Yeah, Andalect, Roma, there's a few teams, so you know. You definitely, I mean, again, I'm, I'm sort of 
picking our opposition based on the quality of the city and the trip rather than, you know, yeah. winning it. But, you know, Roma and Anderlecht would be great trips yeah. in December. I suppose if you win it, if you beat Anderlecht in the semi and Roma in the final, Mourinho in the process, then you wouldn't be too embarrassed, would you? Yeah. Also, we've got a big squad and so players need to play and get fit. And so he might play, say, Brian Hill and yeah. is it... Um, Romero. Yeah, he might he might he might play him first because he's got a bit of a knock. I know he came on, but he might not start against Wolves. He'd probably play the, the same team again, I would imagine, against Wolves. So um no, it'd be interesting to see who he picks. I just, I just like watching Tottenham win, basically. Yeah. So I don't as much as you might say the competition is is slightly embarrassed, it's small, it's new, it's unheard of, we don't really know what to expect from it, but as a new manager coming in, I'd imagine Nuno would look at him and think this is the perfect opportunity for me to get to know my complete squad and also uh, the lads that are coming in. Like there's there's some opportunity there for some really young lads to come and uh, sort of stake a claim and show what their their value is going to be in seasons to come. So I, I see it as an opportunity. Um, I, I'm not worried about the winning of it, but I just think that it suits the situation that we're in at the minute in that it gives everybody game time. It gives us plenty of chance to see who should be in the first team squad come uh, come come the weekend? Yeah, yeah. it's all about squad development, I suppose, isn't it? That's what the main thing for the for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. How do you, Jeff? How do you see things? Let's move on to Wolves. How do you see that one? Well, I mean, look, it's his old side. If, if, if anyone's going to have the inside tracker uh, on them and what they've got, it's him. So um, I'd, I'd imagine that that works both ways, and that they'll be re-motivated to ensure that he doesn't get one over them, but. We've got a bit of momentum at the minute. I can't see us losing on Thursday. So, you know, we, we roll into the weekend feeling pretty good about things. So I can't wait. I cannot wait to watch it again. I can't wait to watch my team play again. I love that feeling. Yeah. Is it officially on the telly or is it one we're going to have to find a judgy stream for that? Because there's two two o'clock kickoffs next oh, Sunday, right, aren't yeah. there? It's not on the telly. Okay. So it's dodgy yeah. stream time. Not that I would ever do that because it's illegal and immoral. But I'm just saying. If yeah, you do yeah. need to watch it, you could consider that. But anyway, Simon, you're going up there, aren't you? Yeah, so I just got a ticket, which is great. So I'll be on the, the early train from Houston. But no, really looking forward to it. And I think, as Jeff, Jeff said, it's uh, we know their team. They haven't really brought many people in over the summer. They've obviously got Jimenez back from this horrific injury um, and a couple of other players they had out. So, yeah, they'll be at full strength. Um, but, yeah, momentum's massive. And look, if we can beat City, I don't see them tripping us up. Sean? Uh, I think we, you know, I think it would be a tough game, but if we can win that one. Did they lose to, they lost to Watford, didn't they? And then we played Watford the no, way No, no, that was Villa. Villa oh, lost so, to Watford. No, I, think, so, I think they lost to Leicester, didn't they? Leicester, yeah, that's right, yeah. So uh, if we can beat them and then we beat Watford in the next game, we're, we're top of the league. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we'll win 2-1, 3-1. Oh, really? You're going straight for the prediction and you are. Yeah. We, we, it's like we're all high, isn't it? It's like we're all <laughs> We've all been, we've all been at the, I don't know what that, whatever that stuff is. The kids take, I don't know. But it's like we're all, helium. We're off, our, we're off our faces. Yeah, well, wolves. Yeah, don't worry about that. Two, one, three, one. I don't know. We'll definitely win. I mean, I mean, I don't know. They've got a new manager, haven't they? It was the Benfica manager. They've got. I don't think they've bought many players, as far as I, I don't think they've invested very much. Quite a few teams haven't invested much money actually. So they've only really got what they had. Yeah, Jimenez is back, but. Is he the same? That would have to be the question because to come back from what he's coming back from in his position as a sort of big centre forward, I mean, it's different if you're a goalkeeper like Peter Cech and you wear a hat. But I mean, but um, I don't know. I, I can it, Will it inhibit him? Especially with all the talk that there is and it's serious talk. It's not just, you know, idle chit chat about 
head injuries and what 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 that can mean long term. I think. I mean, if I, I mean, look at Ryan Mason for example. He never played yeah. again, did he? Yeah. Do you think yeah. that? I mean, there must be a possibility at least that he's going to be less than a hundred percent what he was. On the other hand, if they're if they're picking him, they must. Yeah. They must feel he's he's at least got the potential to get back to normal. I mean, I would have thought. I would have thought it'd be. It, it looks after Sunday. It looks like a game. Yeah, we could get something out. But maybe their players will be. I don't know. It's great. It's another thing is is that he didn't leave under any kind of cloud. They love him at Wolves. Mm. That's another thing that's in his favour. I think he's one of those guys that the, not just the players, not just the the you know the the staff there, not just the fans. Even the whole bloody community loved him. They, he was like he was like some kind of messiah. So I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll have that thing like when, when we play Roma, we'll really want to stick it up, Mourinho. But I don't think they'll have that somehow. It'd be interesting to see how Tororo plays because they're sort of fully oiled up Tororo. <laughs> Tanganga will be quite interesting. I think it will. He always plays quite well against us, but he does, he's one yeah. of those players that really divides opinion. And I think we were linked with him. And yeah, you know, a couple of years ago, I thought, wow, what you know, what a bully. But last season did nothing. But I think that's a brilliant test for Tanganga. Yeah, because he's so big and strong yeah. as well, isn't he? He's built like a rugby league yeah. player, isn't he? And... He's himself in Vaseline, doesn't he? Does he actually do that? Yeah, he covers before the game. He covers himself. Is that is that so players will slip off him? Yeah, so they can't grab him. So <laughs> he gets oiled up. It's extraordinary. The great thing about Tanganga, what we saw, I mean, you know, he's been he's been in development, as it were, but suddenly on on a bit like with Skip, actually, I felt like on Sunday you saw, oh, this is what they they actually have been working towards. Tanganga just looks so strong and so single-minded. He looks like a rock, doesn't he? And uh, so I think, yeah, it could be two two extremely um, big physical specimens. It could be you could the, the ground may shake <laughs> when they when they collide on. And if he does, if the Vaseline does its job and and they collide at the speed they could collide at, Tanganga might re- end up over the stand and into the high street. It's Simon's lap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's there's another question. There's another question that we're going to have answered on Sunday against Wolves because obviously against Man City, we're playing counter-attacking football as you would against a team that you know you can see them possession to. Against Wolves, that's a side really that we're expected to probably have the lion's share of possession ourselves. How will we set up? How will we approach the game? And also, um, what sort of Spurs side are we going to see then? So I, I can't wait to answer that question. Yeah. And it's interesting that, yeah, that that system he's looking at, uh, he's got, Essentially, although it's a four-three-three, he's got essentially two holders in there, hasn't he? In in Skip and Hoybier. So he hasn't what we don't see, what we don't have in that lineup, unless you count Delhi. And I've never been convinced of Delhi in this role, is we don't really have a lock picker in the sort of Ericsson mould. Uh, or Ndombele is going to do something unexpected, you know, something then suddenly open up because he's done some trick that you've never seen before or something like that. And you're right, Jeff, that may be, this is a whole other challenge and it may be that the absence of that may be telling, but I wonder if we've got anything to come off the bench because from what I can gather about Brian Hill is he's, he's slightly Grealish-esque in his style and he's the sort of bloke who will do something, will do a trick, do something different. And Dombele may be back on, uh, you know, may be available. Lachelso, I thought, is slightly, un- a little bit unlucky not to get a start and he, I thought he looked good when he came on. Uh, so maybe maybe it'll be a case of seeing how it pans out and then maybe sacrificing someone to bring on someone with a bit more guile, someone in the midfield with a bit more guile. 
Who can you? Can, do you think we need to be in the market for someone like that? They're very expensive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, but do you think? All right, put it this way: if we get this, if we do, if Harry does go, we get say one forty million. And uh, let's say we get that Vlajovic for forty or fifty million. Do you think we should spend the the other remaining large chunk of money on on somebody a bit special who's going to do? Because we we haven't really had that since Ericsson, have we? And even in the last six months, a year of Ericsson, we didn't have that. And really, when you look at a really mind you, having said that, I'm going to contradict myself now because Liverpool never play. They play with the same system we played on Sunday. They've never had that. They don't have it. They have three and then a three and they rely on the pace and guile and finishing of the front three don't they what do you think jeff do we see do we splash out i I would love to i'd love to see a splash out and bring someone exciting to the club i'd love our version of bruno fernandez because he's obviously a revelation for 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 what he's doing for man united um but you know i I don't have an extensive sort of idea as to who it will be on the market and who who will be right for us when I say, you know, it'll be interesting to, to, to see how we go about actually having more possession and, and having that creativity. I'm sure they've got something planned. I'm sure there might even be a player that we know at the club that, that actually he might have in mind for a different type of role. And, and, you know, instead of me trying to predict it, I think it's more fun just to kind of wait and see what Nuno's interpretation and the, and the coaching stuff, like what they're... Because with all those players at your disposal, uh, who's to say that the, the one player, just because you know him in one position, he might be able to do a job in a slightly different role. And I just think that whole sort of creative element of coaches coming into clubs and being like, I see something different for you. It's players whose careers have been reinvented by managers who just have a different vision. And uh, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing is actually, you know, how do we utilise what we've got to go about winning different games of football in different ways? I think a game like Wolves will be very tight. And I do think that, you know, set pieces. And I suppose if we go with the same 11 that starts on Sunday, we don't have a load of people clambering over a dead ball situation. Like, you know, it's not like there's not an immediate person you turn to. And I wonder, you know, Wolves away to me feels like a last minute, you know, corner winner, free kick winner. You know, I I guess that's Son. It may be back on Dyer, but I, I'm not, you know, who takes the free kicks on the edge of the air for us anymore? I don't really, I don't think we've got that go-to guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, all the rumours about who we're going to sign with the new, the new, the guys on his phone at the time, Perucci. He always goes off. He's, we're after obviously a forward, another centre back apparently, and, and a right back. So they, that seems well from what you read in the media. That's what we're going to go after. So I, I don't think we're going to get Christian Eriksen Mark II um, because that's not the way that we play. Um, and I think we're quite strong in you know, and, and that, that those three positions would definitely beef us up and the other issue is we might if we sell Kane for 130 we might get one of their mid skill field skillful midfield players um as a part of the deal yeah well has been mentioned a bit hasn't he mm. who has Bernardo Silva yeah he's a good player I mean he, he, he yeah he could do it yeah he, he's that guy really <laughs> be useful quality well, gentlemen, I think uh, I think we've covered it. I will ask you now for predictions because I am duty bound to do so. Uh, so we'll start with the the whatever it is cup against whoever it is on Thursday. Pacos de Pereira in the Euro Conference. Jeff, four uh, nil. Love it, Tottenham. Yeah, <laughs> Simon, five uh, nil. Way, Sean, uh, a kg three nil. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go 2 0 because I just like the way those predictions look. It's kind of a slope. And now the big one Wolves away. Jeff? Uh, 2 1 us. Simon? 1 0, 88th minute winner. Nice. Sean? 
I'll go for 2-1 as well. Yeah, I'm going to go 2-0, but both goals late. So it'll be it'll be tough to watch, especially on a dodgy stream. Not that I would ever do that. Also, also can we can we say well done to Brentford? What a great Friday night! Great oh, start to the yeah. weekend, oh. and a great end to the weekend. Do you that know was talk about crowds and enjoyment. That oh. was. I've just had, this? I've just had Billy the Bee. Do you know Billy the Bee Grant, who is like the the Brentford band, the sort of quintessential. Oh, yeah. band. I've just interviewed him for live the Live Goals podcast, and it, my goodness, what a lot of stories, music business and football stories. He's been to that set the last seven World Cups, but he, I mean, to to he chose a, a goal from uh, from that game, and I said, mate, I think I think that probably getting my live goals that. <laughs> First one was such a lovely goal. It was great to watch, wasn't it? It was absolutely wonderful. But the arse, again, interesting. We haven't even mentioned them to the end because they're almost beneath. I mean, they're just they're so not at the races. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Start to feel a bit sorry for them. If they went down, it'd be a shame, wouldn't it? I mean, they've got Chelsea Liverpool this weekend. They've got quite a Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then they've got another tough one after that. They they are in deep doo-doo. It's only about how long he lasts, I think, really. Yeah. Still, never mind. <laughs> and listen, do you know what? We, we should just, for balance, say like credit to them as well. I think they um, they 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 took action with a supporter that, that maybe tweeted some racial abuse to one of our players and uh, they, right. they banned him for life and stuff. So credit where it's due. Yeah, credit to in in, in yeah, in the same way that, um, you know, our fans stood up and clapped uh, when Saka came on at the end of it. It's good to see that sort of thing. It is important. 100%. So, well said, Jeff. All right, lads, that is it. Thank you all so much. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, Sean. Uh, this is Theo Delaney signing off, saying, Go, you Spurs! Come, you Spurs! This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.